Hey guys, welcome in to the Outspoken Sportscast here. This is episode 109. And as you can see, we have a new member of the show. I have invited Craig to join the show. Not only one, because he's hilarious, but number two, he loves sports and knows sports. And it's just a perfect match. And he also loves to talk. So you'll definitely hear that. And um, we, we want to welcome Craig. And Craig, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself on the show. Thank you, sir. Um, well, baseball is obviously the main sport, but I follow pretty much everything. Uh, baseball and NFL are the regular wheelhouse, but uh, I kind of dabble in everything, draft, um, college sports. I kind of follow all that and keep that up to date and uh, try to keep on top of everything as it goes down. Um, so it's uh, something I've, I've done my whole life as I've been in huge into sports. Uh, so uh, that's just something that I try to focus on and, and get into when I'm not working or doing anything like that. So Awesome. Well, um, yeah, me and Jeff or me and uh, Craig, I might call you Jeff because on accident because Jeff's always on here, but me and Craig actually work together. It's where we met. So um, give us a little rundown on, on who your teams are. You're obviously you're wearing a San Francisco uh, Giants uh, I'm a diehard Giants yeah. fan, uh, and then pretty much everything else is local. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Stars, and then uh, Michigan is where I was born, so I follow Michigan and college football uh, and college basketball and stuff like that. So uh, NBA, I <clears throat> kind of follow it just to keep along, but really don't have anything that I follow. Um, so, but I keep up to it. That's about it, though. But uh, baseball and football and hockey are definitely the the three that I really get into. And uh, I've been a Giants fan since 1987. Um, never lived there. Never been to California. Just liked a bunch of the people that played. And, I mean, we went through a bunch of bad years, but now kind of on the upswing. So, uh, got the three world championships and five years and then last year 107 wins most in baseball so we're on the we're on the right track so all right on the up and up there um and it pains me because uh you did take the rangers out in one of those world series but yeah that, was- that, that happens so unfortunately um and well i can relate to you obviously i mean everyone knows on here and you know i'm a packer fan and i've never been to wisconsin so you know yeah um 
but I, I'll be green, green and yellow till the day I die. So, well, all right, guys, Craig will be on the show on a regular, usually on Tuesdays. Uh, Jeff just couldn't make it today, so I said, "Hey, why don't you go and jump on in? We'll fill you in here." And uh, Jeff is actually at the Colorado Rocky game. He won tickets for that today, so hope you're enjoying your time. All right. The uh, spotlight of the week this week is the MLB. We'll do the MLB ch- rule changes, a couple of that, go through the divisions of baseball as baseball kicks off. Very excited to see it for that. And we'll get back to that just right after this. All right, well, as we just talked about, MLB is kicked off, and we are super excited. This is the first time I've actually been excited for a Ranger season in a long time. We've added some key pieces over the offseason and not expecting us to go and win 107 games like your Giants or win the World Series. I'm just hoping for uh, to break even <laughs> and not finish last in the division. Um, yeah, we're going to go through some MLB rule changes here. Some big ones have been changed, and one of the big ones – Craig is the shift change. Is that is that actually taken over yet? Because I've seen, I thought I just saw a shift on the screen a while ago. I was watching. No, that uh, next year is when that officially goes where they can't use it. So they can use it this year. Uh, you can do it however you want to. It'll be just like last year. But next year is when that goes away. Uh, everything else is pretty much kicked into effect this year. Um, and uh, that the expanded playoffs and. The Otani rule and all that has has gone into effect, but they gave him one more year and the the DH, uh, the generic DH. Yeah. Um, yeah. But everything the the shift side of it goes in next year. Cool, and we'll get into all those here coming up. Um, I'm not a fan of the shift. I don't like it. I, I I honestly I don't know how you feel about it, but I think the shift um, ends up putting less balls in play and you talk about we talk you know major league baseball is wanting to find a way to to bring in more fans and they're trying to change this and they're changing you know they they added a second base uh a person on second base and extra innings and all that stuff to change the game up and try and make it faster and, and and funner for fans which i don't really like i think they need to go back to regular regular baseball on the shift side of it i think you'll see more balls in play um joey gallo becomes a superstar now because <laughs> he gets killed in the shift. I want him back in Texas because now he's very useful. For um, do you like the shift of baseball? How do you feel about that? Uh, no, I mean it takes a lot of stuff out of play. Um, but I mean, there's ways to beat it. Um, today the the Giants got their first two runs by bunting two balls on the third baseline, <laughs> and the guy threw it into the seats because uh. You know, there was nobody over there, and they're trying to make a play, and, and they didn't make it. So uh, if you can get the ball down, then they'll stop doing it. But um, for the mo- most part of it, it, it makes it very difficult for hitters to, to – I mean, I've even seen them stack four outfielders on people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's – you know, I mean, we're not playing slow-pitch softball. We're playing Major League Baseball. <laughs> so um, to have, you know, guys in, in right field and, and a second baseman, and, and, and if you're trying to keep score – you know, 
the third baseman fielded it and he was in right field. How, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it makes sense to go back to it. Um, put them where they put them where they play and, and let the ball play. Now, I mean, if you want to stack your third baseman and slide him over to short and throw the short and he's still on the, the right side of the bag, then that's fine. But um, keep everybody on, on the side of the field they're supposed to be on. I totally agree. And and you look at – I don't know why teams don't do that. You, like you said, bunt to third base. There's nobody there. Do this, do that. You know, hit hit the ball the opposite field. Um, it just doesn't seem like anybody really adjusted <laughs> to doing so. And um, I think – Throwing ninety five mile an hour heaters in inside, it's hard yeah. to run. Um, yeah. You know, but um, I mean, because they they pitch accordingly. When they have people stacked over there, you don't see pitches that go the outside. Everything's in in you know to where you can't get it out there. But um, it's something you should work on definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, one of the biggest things that the they did is they added twelve team playoffs instead of just ten, <clears throat> and this means. 40% of teams will now make the playoffs. Um, I don't know if that's good. Some people might say it's watering it down or, or whatever. Um, so this is how it's going to work, I believe. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. This is what I pulled up. The two best division winners will receive a bye, and the third best, along with three wildcard teams, will play in best of three series, series with the higher seed taking home field. Do I have, do I have yeah. that correct? Okay. But it's not your three like before it was your three or your two best teams now it's first and second place in each division make it so say the al east has got four teams that could win 95 games or more two of those guys are going to be out on the outside looking in and somebody from the west could get in with 84 wins you know i mean because that's how it is so it's going to be first and second place in each division the top two division winners will get a bye, and then three will go play whatever. And then, then when they advance, they don't reseed them. So um, if oh. if the lower seed wins, if if six beats three, well then you know you might get or three beats six, then the first place team might be playing you know the top seed. So um, that unfortunately doesn't um, help, but it does give the teams that had the best two records time to get their pitching staffs in row, you know, right. in line, but you're not having to use your third or fourth guy uh, to, to start a series because you, you pitched, you know, your guys in the, in the play in series. Right. And then, um, <clears throat> so that's huge. I mean, it opens up for maybe the Rangers sneaking in there somehow. Um, they've, ex- they've expanded rosters, which is always great, great for teams. Um, Universal DH. I love this. <laughs> you might as well. You're you're a National League fan. I'm an American League fan. I like the DH. I think it's great. I don't want to see my pitcher get up there and swing at three pitches and strike out. Um, is it fun when every once in a while a fifth pitcher hits a home run? Yeah, but doesn't happen very often. I like the DH. A lot of people don't. D- I mean, this is going to benefit your team. You, I think you would like it, right? Yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. It. Uh... You don't have very many guys uh, like like Bumgarner or, or Kershaw that that are gonna that are gonna you know average two twenty or, or, or even and even them you know I mean yeah Kershaw and, and Bumgarner hit home runs every once in a while but it was five a year uh, yeah. there's nobody like Otani hitting forty uh, <laughs> just, yeah that's 
not a thing. So, uh, yeah, the DH, you know, you had to scramble a little bit uh, because this rule was made late. And, and so the National League teams had to scramble to go sign some people to, to you know, expand the roster a little bit and get you uh, uh, one that you could fit. But uh, it helps out a lot. The uh, roster um, expansion, to my knowledge, is only for the first month. After that, it'll go back to what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's not a permanent thing. That's just because we started so late and we yeah. only got, you know, three weeks of spring training. So okay. the roster expansion will go away the way I understand it. will go away after uh, into May. Okay, I did not see that. That's good to know. I thought they were just expanding rosters. Uh, but it makes sense. They've got to be able to give some leeway for such a short uh, yeah. start. It's and- pretty- major injuries from well, from these guys not having the the full time to warm up and and go on about their deal right and we and that's something they mentioned on the broadcast earlier um that these pitchers don't get too worried if they go out and get rocked right away because they had such a short time to prepare themselves um to get ready yeah, to a lot start of teams so. are 80 about 85 pitches are what they're they're cutting them off at for the first couple of starts uh to try to not tag you know elbows and shoulders and and stuff like that um so you're not if you look at the box scores these guys aren't going four or five innings you know otani went four and two-thirds last night i think so yeah. and looked good look look fantastic um go ahead and uh give us that otani rule it's it's interesting that they named it after him but i don't know who else is going to be using this other than him that's that's <laughs> the confusion you made a rule. I'd, I'd like to know how the Angels pulled that off. Hey, we got a real good idea. We're going to have <laughs> an, a rule that says our guy, when we pull him out of the game, he can still hit. What? No, that yeah. doesn't make any sense because that's the only team. Because, see, when last year when they pitched him, there was a lot of times they didn't put him in the lineup because what happens if he goes out there and goes two and a third and gets rocked? And now we don't have a DH. And so they didn't use them a lot. Now there's nothing stopping them from using them. And so you're going to give the AL MVP, you know, 20 more swings, 30 more swings. Uh, I just don't know how they pulled it off because they're the only team that's going to use it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Until it's, it's we, literally, I mean, but yeah, going to use it. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't, you don't see this in baseball. You don't see this is, this hasn't been One done team. since. Yeah. I mean, He's doing things greater than Babe Ruth did, and um, I think the sad part is it is that a lot of people who don't even know who this guy is um, that aren't avid MLB fans. You know what I mean? So, uh, good kudos for them. I it sucks for my team. We got to play this team in our division, but I, I I don't. Maybe they did. I think they just did it because the more this guy gets out there, the better for the sport. Yeah, wait till his contract comes up, though. Uh, you know, how you gonna... <laughs> he's, got, yeah. he's got a four point one WAR in in on the mound and a four point five on the on the deal. His WAR is nine. Anybody else got a WAR of nine in MLB? No, I don't think so. So good luck with that. You know, he's gonna break the bank. Oh yeah, they're gonna have to pay him up, and yeah, they probably will in LA. They always, I don't know, they always have some money out there, but they don't ever win. So I don't. <laughs> pay a bunch of guys that don't ever yeah that our pools no. contract was garbage i mean was just did nothing for this i was like he's gonna be 50 and the contract's over it's yeah. ridiculous it's not good uh <clears throat> um 
the big issue last season was the sticky substance, the sticky tack for pitchers. I think the biggest thing was they implemented that midway through the season. They gave the pitchers no chance to uh, acclimate to pitching the ball with nothing on it. So they're, they're cracking down a little harder on that this year, I believe. Um, I don't know if we'll see much of a difference. I mean, the pitchers did not get, um, like we just talked about, did not get their regular time to to get going before you would jump into a regular season. But I don't think it'll be that big of an issue this season because they've already done it. It's not something that, you know, they've, they've changed mid-season on them again. So I, I, I'm not sure, this, you know, it affects spin rate and all that crap. But I don't think it'll be that big of an issue going forward once the, once pitchers – uh, since they're so used to it already, you know. Yeah, and and <clears throat> last year was such a deal. Like they, everybody knew it was happening. It wasn't like we just just discovered. Oh, hey, these guys are using something that they, they already knew, and and it became basically too much of an advantage. So they they had to make a rule and and deal. I haven't seen the inspections. Uh, that they went through last year uh, at all this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're, we're two days into the season, but I haven't seen them pull anybody to the side and look. Uh, so I don't know if they're doing it before the game and, and just going with it or if that's something that'll start as the season goes on again. But uh, it is something they're going to keep an eye on. Uh, I mean, if, if, if they get something, if there's a ball that's out of play or something and it rolls out and it's got something on it, um, somebody's going to have to answer for it. Right. Do you? I mean, do you like that? Do you care about that sticky substance? Do you do you prefer the pitchers not have it? I, I mean, listen, it's it's just like these guys hitting. They've they've all done something. Like it, it's the stealing of the signs, the the sticky tack. It, it's all everybody's doing something. It's who gets caught, right? You know, I mean, Astros got caught with the sign deal. If they were the only one doing it, I'd have had a bigger deal with it. But we all know that that they're not the only ones. They're just the ones that got caught, um, or or made it more obvious than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, if you can, there's not a guy out here that's going out there in, especially in Colorado, where the ball doesn't break as much because of altitude difference and everything like that. Uh, and and you got these guys. I mean, look at Justin Verlander. He goes from Detroit, where I mean, he was a Hall of Famer, and he goes to Houston, and all of a sudden his velocity kicks up two miles an hour, and his spin rate doubles. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're on your career, and your spin rate doubles, and your and your miles per hour go up. Right. I'm confused. Same with Granky. Granky's spin rate goes up. You know, velocity goes up. And, and these guys leave, and, and it's not the same. So either the pitching coach in Houston should be going to the back of the Brinks truck up and, you know, <laughs> saying, pay me. Yeah. Guys, career ended, or they're doing something that, that is, is helping these guys. So I think everybody has something. It's just a matter of, of what they have and how much they use it and, and what they get away with. Right. And I really honestly think it really depends on what, how it affects baseball one year one year you know baseball didn't have enough home runs so they juiced the balls there's talks about juice the balls they then they deadened the balls back and now oh now the pitchers have the advantage so now we got to even this out and it's just it's a bunch uh, it's it's whatever and, and baseball it's, feels yeah and it's what they're using 
I mean, obviously, you've seen these guys wipe their deal, you know, rosin, everything like that. Pine tar, yeah, okay. The sticky tack is basically like having a wide receiver glove on your hand and, and the ball hangs on it. That's that, that's you have to draw a line at some right. point, you know, the rosin, the, the, pine tar the whatever that's fine but the sticky tack the stuff that that you know certain teams had that other teams didn't you know that's the stuff where you got to draw the line if if everybody has access to the same stuff then that's fine but there was teams that that had had something that was like stick them on their hand trying to throw a ball you know and and yeah when when rev rates and spin rates go through the roof it's it's an unfair advantage so right. yeah i understand it and and Jeff actually brought up a great idea. We talked about this a while back when this last season when the sticky stuff started happening. See, he thinks that to come to a um, mutual ground is they need to agree on one or two sticky substances that every team's allowed to have. And if you if you go beyond that, then it's against the rules. Other than that, you know, you want to use rosin or whatever. That's fine, but. Sticky tack or, or super glue or whatever we're using that that really tackifies the whole ball and, and is all is genuinely obvious. That's where you got it on the line. Exactly. All right. Well, Craig, you mentioned something about going through the divisions. So you want to you want to uh, take this over here? Um, I just have the divisions out here and, and the teams. Is, is something you wanted to go through specifically with them or? No, I mean, it's just like I said, though. I mean, like in the in the American League, you got the East is going to be brutal. You got oh, four yeah. teams that are going to win ninety games plus, and and two of them are going to they're not going. You know, yeah. the, whoever finishes third and fourth, whether it's ninety four wins, ninety five wins, two of them are going to stay home. And and you know, the AL West, um, you got Seattle who who won ninety last year, and I think they got better. Uh, Anaheim, if Trout stays healthy, they can win. Um, Oakland obviously is having a fire sale. They're out. Yeah, they're um, they're, they're out. Texas, I think, is going to go up fifteen games. Yeah, twenty at most. So if they win eighty, that's deal. I think their win total is probably seventy five. Is more of a realistic, you know. So I think the West is is basically two teams. Two teams there. You know, yeah. I think that. The, the, well, three, you know, the Angels, the the Astros, and, and Seattle. So three for two spots there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the Central, I think you better watch out for Detroit uh, because I'm telling you right now, that team, if they didn't have a just a horrific April last year, uh, they would have been around last year. And now they've got Torkelson and um, Riley Green and these guys that are coming up. And they have three young, young arms that are just ready to deal. And, you know, Green hurt himself at the end of spring training. He's got a foot injury. But they go out and get Austin Meadows from Tampa at, at on the last day of spring training. So I think that team is, with A.J. Hinch, uh, I think that team is primed to, you know, because Minnesota is so Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. And, I mean, the Bucks are young. They're going to be okay. <laughs> The rest of that division, Kansas City's rebuilding. Uh, you know, it, it's Baltimore is I mean, they're just I think that's I think the Tigers can really make some noise in that division. Interesting. And if they you never know. Uh National would, League isn't as would, open. Would the tig uh, would the Tigers real quick would they be your kind of underdog that no one's kind of talking about? Because I mean 
Detroit for a while. I mean, I haven't even counted Detroit because they're they're not good. Like the the Royals and well, they, uh, but they and, but but how do you get better? That's the draft, and they've right. had all these drafts, and and they're they're here now. You know, in baseball, when you draft, it's not like the NFL. It's not they're coming in right now and they're new. You're looking at four years, five years before they get here. So all these these seasons that they've struggled, they've had ninety and eighty and ninety losses, uh, and and gone through four managers. Uh, I think they've got continuity in the manager spot now. And I think all these guys, they got three young pitchers that have been drafted in the last four or five years, Torkelson, uh, green, you know, and, and you still got Cabrera, um, who's going to get 3000 hits and doubles. And he's like 12 hits away or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that team is, if it's not this year, uh, it's definitely next year. And this, Craig, is exactly why I brought you on because some of these guys you're naming, I have no idea, but I'm glad you're here because uh, that's fantastic. Uh, you're right. AL East, four teams can make it. You know, four teams could win it. I, I think they said the Blue Jays are the favorite to win this year. That division, they look really good. The Yankees are always competitive. Um, the Rays somehow they were, their salary is like 10, 10 million and they still somehow get to the championship. Yeah. The Red Sox are looking for a bounce back year. Orioles are, you know, been in a rebuild for a long, long time. So if I had to say a winner, I would, I would probably go with the Rays or the Jays in that division. Um, I, I, I think White Sox will take that over in the AL Central. Indian, well, sorry, the Guardians now that they're named the Guardians. My bad. Um, they, they're talented team. Can they put it together? I'm, I'm not sure. I would love to see the Tigers. I think that's awesome. I, I, I was just counting them out, and they uh, I believe they just won today. Um, yeah, they won in a walk-off uh, by Baez. They, they go get yeah. Javi Baez, yeah. and, you know. Royals, I don't even count them. And, yeah, the Twins are hit or miss. They remind me, that even if they were to make the playoffs, I don't, they're not, I'm not scared of the Twins, really. And then here they, they win next year. 65. Yeah, yeah you yeah. never know. Um, and then, yeah, Astros, Mariners, maybe Angels. We'll see. All right, let's jump into the, N- the NL here. Um, you got, let's go to the East, I guess. Braves, Marlins, Mets, Phillies, Nationals. That's going to be another one that, that you got. They, I mean, the Braves get Acuna back. Uh, they're going to be strong. The Phillies, that lineup is ridiculous they don't have a lot of pitching but that lineup from one to nine i mean castellanos dh today they're like oh hey this guy that's like you know one of the mvp candidates he's just gonna dh in our lineup uh i mean it's the mets went out and spent a ton of money uh you know um scherzer uh they get the pitching and they got some some big deal they signed the shortstop to that huge contract um so I think that division is going to be again. You could have four teams that go for two spots. The West, the West is three for two. Uh, the Colorado and Arizona are both in a rebuild. And really, to be honest with you, I have no idea what San Diego is doing. One day they're trying to trade, you know, Hosmer, and the next day they're signing, uh, they're trading for Sean Mania and and. Uh, Rogers from the Twins, and they're trying to, you know, but yet their star shortstop's out for two months because he wanted to go ride a motorcycle like Evil Knievel and break his wrist. Um, so 
they're you know. they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, last year they had they had all this high, uh, hype going into the season, and I, it was just a flop. Um, not even yeah. they didn't even make the playoffs. No, yeah. How so, that guy kept his job is is beyond me. I figured, yeah, uh, I figured they would switch, but they didn't. So maybe I don't know. Maybe the guy, maybe the clubhouse likes the guy. I, I don't know why he's still there to have all that talent to get these guys there and and, and just completely miss the playoffs is absolutely unacceptable for that team. Um, the NL Central, you got the Cubs, Reds, Brewers, Pirates, Cardinals. Pirates are always been in a rebuild. Um, yep. The Reds don't really scare me. I Honestly, Cardinals are always a tough team. Cubs. But I, Cubs are know. kind of in. They got rid of Bryant. They got rid of Rizzo. Yeah. They yeah. don't have a payroll. Uh, but, you know, they, they won today, so we'll see. Um, but but I think the Cardinals are the clear cut favorite until proven otherwise in that division. Right. Um, and it, you know, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, did uh our pulse sign back with him to retire? Right, he signed back for a one deal day, one deal thing. No, no, no. He's playing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Did his contract end, or they just pay him a lot of money to do nothing nowadays? I mean, oh no, they 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 gave him a one year deal. They gave him a oh, one year. Six million dollar deal or something like that to come mm-hmm. back and and play for St. Louis and he's got to pull. I mean, he can DH now. Uh, so there, That's there you true. go. That's uh, true. You know, um, he he went over five in his in his debut, but uh, I mean, that was home and that's their deal. And and they got Wainwright and uh, Yachty and Pujols all back together. They're trying to put the band back together for one more uh, one more run. I don't one more run there. I think, I think it'll they take. They can win the division. Yeah, they can beat Rodgers or the Giants or, you know, the Phillies or anything. I don't think they can compete with teams like that. No, nah, it'll take a it'll take a magical run like we saw last year with the Braves to pull something off. And you know, I think um, yeah, one thing that baseball has, in my opinion, over other sports is you always see someone else in the World Series. It's not you don't have one team winning three or four rings. It's not the Yankees of the past that would that would do that. And I think that's fantastic. You had the Cubs and the Indians a couple years ago, so I, I really like that. And um, I like the Braves team. I, I wish Freddie Freeman would have come back. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the headlines of the, of the week here. But um, I like the players they got. They're a young team. They got a lot of talent. So we'll see if they can they can try and uh, run that back. But they're in a tough division. Uh, the Mets look good. They have talent, which they can put it all together and stay healthy. Um, this is going to be a good year, and, and I haven't really been so focused on baseball last couple years because I'm a Ranger fan, and uh, we've been rebuilding for five, six years now. But uh, we added some keep, like I said, we added uh, some players. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll get about twenty more wins and and move in that right direction. But uh, your Giants should be good this year, man. It, so that's good for you. Um, yeah. You been- um, barring, a, barring a cataclysmic injury or whatever, uh, got, the pitching staff is pretty much the same. And uh, the lineup is is they didn't add anybody, really. Nothing nothing major. Uh, pretty much brought back what they had. And uh, Longoria is going to miss the first four or five weeks. He had surgery on his finger, but he'll be back. And uh, they should be good to go. Should be good. And that's what was interesting last season. They did this with no names. They did this with guys 
they, they, it should have been, I mean, their over under was 80 wins and they went 107 games. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's uh, fantastic. You know, nobody saw it coming. Um, who's your head coach? I mean, Gabe, though, Kapler won a bunch of games in, in Philly when he was there. Uh, but he couldn't, his, the main fault of game Kapler is the bullpen. And, uh, he did it again today. He, he went out there and, and goes and gets the guy and, and he hadn't let up anything. And next thing you know, it's three to two. And then the closer lets up a deal. And, uh, last I looked, it was five, five, you know, and they're going to extra innings. So, uh, I mean, and you're, and he, he's burning these bullpen guys out and, and they better have a bunch of them because he's going to use, there was guys in the bullpen that had a hundred innings last year. That's just unheard of. Wow, it's um, not good. His bullpen management is is been in question for years, and that's what got him run out of Philly, and uh, because he was burning guys out. And so we'll see uh, what it ends up. I mean, I like him, but uh, I can't complain about his winning percentage. Yeah. But um, you know, some of the decision making is questionable. That's tough because you know when you see a guy. To me, the the ultimate. The, to me, when I look at a coach and, and and how great he is, it's getting guy. You want guys to play to the best of potential. Can you pull these guys and 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 put them in positions to win and have them play hundred percent for you? And that's exactly what he did last year. The Giants. These were no name guys, and they went out and killed it. One hundred and seven wins. Um, hopefully, he can tweak that for you guys with his bullpen. But uh, you are you are set. You are setting good now. Your Dodgers probably win that division. Um, you, you, you unless, unless cataclysmic injury, that lineup is yeah. brutal. Uh, the line, the lineup's you know, insane. They Kershaw's on the backside, and then who knows with Walker Bueller and Urias, uh, if any of those guys have an injury or something like that and have to miss a long <clears> amount of time, uh, they just don't have a lot of depth. Um, they, yeah. they do have. They do have a brutal lineup, but uh, pitching wise, they just don't have a lot of depth. They lost their closer. Um. So that'll be interesting. I got, I got a question for you about a pitchy f- pitcher for the I guess the Dodgers, Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Will he be back for the Dodgers? Does he want to play with the Dodgers? I don't think so because of how the clubhouse handled that. It was um, horrible. They, they basically threw him under the bus, right? I mean, hundred percent. Those guys went onto social media and basically scrubbed him. And and when the clubhouse asked about Trevor Bauer, they're like, Trevor who? Yeah. We don't even know that yet. Like, I mean, and, and and come to find out, he doesn't get none of the charges stick. He might have a civil suit or whatever. He'll pay some money and, and it'll go away. But uh if if I'm Bauer, I mean, he's suing MOB for for why did I why did I get kicked out of the league? Why did I get blacklisted when I didn't even do nothing? We didn't even let the legal process play out. We didn't anything. Uh, all of a sudden, my teammates are bashing me on social media. The league is bashing me. Uh, I'm I'm some kind of black sheep that deal, and I didn't even do nothing. Right. And so, yeah, that is a very questionable uh, deal. I'm telling you right now, if he's available, uh, we'll let Major League Baseball pay him <laughs> all the money that he owes him. I'll pay him league minimum, and he can come over and play for us anyway. Uh, yeah, Trevor I'll, Bauer, I'll, I'll, as long as I'll you keep the drones team. away. As long as you keep the drones away from him, he'll be all right. Yeah, I'll take I'll take him on my team any day. That's something yeah. that's why I'm like he can be my five any day. That does does the Dodgers 
take him back? And does and, and for you know first do they do, does he even want to go back? Because I would I not. So. That's what the way he's oh. been treated. Yeah, the way they handled that, absolutely not. Yeah, it was it was they just back they threw him under the bus and backed over him, uh, and yeah. treated treated him like he had leprosy or something. It was yeah, insane there. Well, um, that's all we got for the spotlight of the week this week. I hope you guys really enjoy baseball and jump into it. Uh, you can see my my baseball background I got going on here, so um, I'm excited for that. We got to uh, we got to catch a couple games. Would love. I need to go see the new stadium. You been to the new Texas Ranger Stadium yet? Yeah, I've been several times last year. Nice. Uh, it's it's beautiful. Uh, the Giants came to town and uh, they opened the roof in June, and I said, "Oh, that's yeah. what we put the roof on for." <laughs> <laughs> do here uh no it's beautiful and uh and it's not uh i've gone to houston and it's very dingy and very you know dungeony and everything like that and this uh this stadium doesn't have that the uh the only thing you lose a little bit is uh the fireworks they're not as uh they're not as potent as when before uh because they're indoors um but um the stadium itself is beautiful and and uh, I think they're gonna have uh, a lot of opportunities now to get some of these guys to sign uh, because they didn't want to come out here and play in this this heat uh, that that Texas deals with. Um, so now that you have a roof on that stadium, I think you're gonna get some big names that come through there. And I think Seager and Simeon are are the start of that. That'd be great. Seager that, said, uh, speaking of Seager, he said one of the reasons he came here was our head coach. Um, I like him. I'm really glad yeah. they didn't give him a raw deal and because they gave Bannister a raw deal. They did. Uh, yeah. Bannister, he took a team of the band of misfit toys over here and led him to the playoffs, and then they they just cut him loose, and uh, he didn't get a fair shake. And uh, trust me, when the Giants hired uh, Kapler, I would not have mind Jeff Bannister. He was in there. His name was on the list. And trust me, I was a big advocate of that happening because uh, he's a baseball guy through and through. And uh, I Woodward is the same way. And I think you've got a good one. And I think you need to hold on to him. You're exactly right. I love his uh, when he talks. I love his mentality and talking about team first. And I really like the guy. And I'm you're exactly right. I, I'm glad they didn't just say, "Well, you're fired." Well, you haven't given this guy anything to work with, and that's. Why I kind of, I haven't gone to a game in two years because the, the the ownership refuses to spend money. They can buy a new stadium, but let's not put any players to fill this thing. That's the same thing with JD. Everybody is yeah. ready to hang that guy from the gallows, and and all he's done is what management has given him to work with. Right. He goes up there and tells them, "Hey, I got guys I want to sign." They're like, "Okay, well here's some here's some nickels. Work yeah. with that." And he's like, but I can't work with that. And they're like, well, you'll figure it out. And so, uh, I mean, I think everybody, you know, John Daniels is terrible. He's trading away the team. Well, that's all he's got to do. Yeah, he can't. He do can't go sign guys. Mm-hmm. He's got he, to try to build a team trade. He's handcuffed, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And the last time they they unleashed him, we went to the World Series. So, um, I I, I that's something no no you don't see very often exactly back to back we've never been ever you know i like i like him and and, and our and woody i think it's fantastic i wish the owners would sell the team and, and i honestly thought they, they were talking about it after they built the stadium selling the team but i think covid really killed those uh ticket numbers so 
Yeah. I think they'll wait a couple more years and then hopefully sell the team to somebody that gives a ding because I'm, it sucks when you – that's kind of like – I like I, how Green Bay is kind of uh, – doesn't have a, they don't have an owner. And they got someone that runs yeah, the yeah. ship because I, you could get one that you hate that you're stuck with and then you're just kind of SOL, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Especially uh, baseball with, with the way the money goes. Uh, if they're not willing to spend it and they're willing to make it, uh, you know, I mean, Jeter just went and sold his stock in the in the Marlins and he made $60 million when, when he did it in, in a couple years. Uh, I mean, his return on investment was, you know, in, insane. So baseball owners are just – and that's what part of the strike was about was these guys and in, in the players going, hey, uh, can we get just a little bit? I mean, we're not asking for a ton of it, but we we get just a little bit. Don't don't the the minor league, you know, the service time, these guys that mm-hmm. like Chris Bryant mm-hmm. that that they manipulate their service time and stuff to get control over them for seven years, you know, that's just crazy. You know, and, and it just all money in the owner's pocket. I don't have to pay you for this. I don't have to arbitration that. It, it's just let these guys play the game. And, and I mean, we all know just like in every sport, uh, there's the people that go, I'd play for $30, not 17 million. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is the, the price is the price is, you know, these guys are going to make millions of dollars. The owners are going to make millions of dollars and the players just want part of the, what's what it is. Yeah. What's fair. Right. All right, guys. Well, that is the spotlight of the week. Let's just go ahead and we're going to jump in to the headlines. All right, here, Craig. We got a, we got six. We usually give you five. We got six this week to talk about. We're all over. We got some NBA. We got golf, which I usually don't talk about golf on here. Uh, we got more baseball we got some football as well so let's go ahead and jump into this number one headline is uh a joke of a los angeles lakers team who are officially <laughs> out of the playoffs and uh you know i'm a lakers fan so this one stings this is probably the worst season in lakers franchise to me and i and i and i know we've had teams where they've lost more we helped Kobe Bryant was on a team that won like 16 games. But to have the talent that the Lakers had, they were actually f- f- starting off favored to win, to go, at least go to the championship. Oh, they were they were favored to win the West by a million games. Yeah. Anthony Davis, Westbrook, LeBron James. This is, this is catastrophic there. And... We just saw, you actually shared it with me, and I posted it out there that Frank Vogel will be fired at the end of the season. They will part ways with him, which is good. I don't really like Frank Vogel. And all said and done, when we're looking back at the LeBron James era in L.A., is it people are trying to say it's a joke. I don't think it's a joke because they they did win a championship. But the question Mm -hmm. there is, was it considered a real championship? Because the bubble... COVID year, no fans. I'll let you guys debate that. I'm a Laker fan. I'm counting it. Okay, <laughs> but this is this is with with the this is uh, with the amount of superstars they have is such a debacle. LeBron James is a quitter. 
Um, I told every I told everybody when we got Westbrook over the off season, it was going to work. I did not like it. People were, people told me I was crazy. Westbrook doesn't work with good with any team he goes to. Why did LeBron? And this is this is what kills me. LeBron goes somewhere and gets the credit when they win, and he's gonna. And when they when they when he that way don't win, it's management. No, this is on LeBron. LeBron put this team together. They are trying to spin it. As actually saw this that that they are actually trying to spin it on LeBron James' side that he did not want Westbrook, and that's a total joke. This is exactly who he was. He picks the roster, um, and this is it is what it is. This is on his shoulders. Hundred percent. I'm glad you said it because I was gonna say it. He he wants all the credit when he wins, but yeah. when it's when he when it goes up in flames, it's not him. It's it's everybody but him. It's happened everywhere he's gone. He he tried it in Miami, and he wanted Spolster fired. And Pat Riley yeah. was like, "There's the door." And he's like, "What?" He's like, no. He's like, you're not going to tell me who my head coach is going to be. Right. And that's the only guy that's going to stand up to him and told him, no, he did it in Cleveland. He did it L.A. He he takes all the – he comes in and makes all the moves, tries to be GN LeBron. But yeah. yet now Vogel's yeah. getting fired and LeBron oh, – oh, I yeah. mean, well, I'm my problem. <clears throat> you know, and, and, he, and he's sitting there on the bench hurt, laughing when they get eliminated the other night. It's a joke. It's It's – Absolutely, we have a we have a viewer watching the show, and he's actually commenting on here. Let's go ahead. I can show their comments on our live thread here. Patrick Tennyson says, and I think James has, is sitting out the last game. Yes, he is. He is sitting out. He set out with an ankle injury um, last week, last game two. I think Westbrook's sitting out. They're gonna. They only have like three games left. Except, you know, Davis. They said everybody. Yeah. And they played Golden State at everybody. Yeah. Well, you, you talk about standing up to LeBron. Jeannie Buss is the owner, and the Lakers wanted DeRozan. LeBron said, no, let's get Westbrook. Well, then halfway through, he wanted Westbrook out, and Jeannie Buss stood up to LeBron and said, no, we are not trading Westbrook. This is on you, buddy. Um, I hope oh, he we- wants to go. Who, who, who wants to trade for Russell Westbrook? No, you're not with that contract. Um, Patrick also says MJ is the GOAT, and that's for sure. And then he says, you guys are handsome. So thank you there, uh, Mr. Patrick Tennyson. But, but, I mean, he tells Steph he wants to go play with him. Steph's like, nah, I'm good, bro. We yeah. got we got, we got, to, we don't need that. He, uh, he, I, here... I hope... Go ahead. Sorry. He He's trying to he, – what he's trying to do is he's just trying to hold on to play with his son. That's all it is. Here you got to go wherever whoever drafts him. You got a guy out here openly talking about playing with on a different team with his son during the middle of the season when your team's been a joke and a, and it's ridiculous. I posted something the other day about Kobe Bryant. He played that season that he played. And they won sixteen games. He played with a with a, a torn shoulder, oh. freaking broken finger, this and that. And LeBron James injures his ankle on a must win game to make the playoffs. And you're sitting over there on the bench laughing. It it really pisses me off, by frankly. And 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 I've never had a guy. Um, I've never liked LeBron. I've never had a guy on my team that I that I don't like. So it's kind of weird because I I want him to win, but uh, I don't root for him personally. You know, it is what it is. It's it's a little weird of a feeling there, but 
Jordan was good and great in his time. And, and yeah, maybe the best ever. But I'm going to tell you right now, I will take a million Kobe Bryants over anybody. He was the first one in the gym. He was the last one out. He outworked everybody. And and he made sure you knew it. If he said, oh, yeah. if he saw somebody, <laughs> he'd go into the gym and he'd out where he, they'd go home and he'd still be in there shooting. And he right. was shooting like he was in a game. It wasn't just in there horsing around. He was dribbling through his legs, and, and he would fly here and fly there and go back and, and work out, uh, I mean, four and five times a day. The guy was amazing. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I agree. The way, that end, the way that ended was absolutely tragic. Uh, I'll never forget where I was when I found out. I, I really hoped it was a hoax, and, and it wasn't, and it's just terrible. It is terrible, but you're exactly right. My favorite player of all time is Kobe Bryant. He's the reason I am a Lakers fan. Um, so, well, all right. Well, let's jump into headline number two here. As we all know, we talked about this one happened. Um, Brian Flores is suing the NFL, claiming race racism in hiring practices. Well, Thursday, two more coaches, Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton, are now joining the lawsuit with Flores. Does this add more credibility to the case? I don't think it hurts. Uh, I mean, when right. you when you sue the NFL, uh, I really thought he'd be blacklisted and wouldn't get another job. He's over there in Pittsburgh, and he's coaching in Pittsburgh. And uh, there's a lot of things coming out in all this. Um, there was an article that Larky from Tennessee has basically come out and admitted that he was told, you're going to be hired. We're going to go over here and do these interviews for the Rooney Rule, and and uh, but don't worry, we're not going to hire none of those guys. We're just going to check the boxes. And and he said some of those guys were my friends. He goes, and I feel bad that they had to go and put time in and and put the effort into these interviews, and and they were never going to get hired. He said even the guy that did my interview, he looked at me. He goes, why are we here? He goes, didn't they already tell you you were hired? And and he's told everybody this. It's a black eye for the NFL, and and um. Goodell better get a handle on it real quickly because it's not going to be good um, when it comes no, down to it. It's uh, not. It, uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of things I think are going to come out that the NFL does not want to come out about their practices and everything like that. Right. Well, you're exactly right, and like I said, or like you said, the it's not going to hurt their case. Adding more people to it, and I was wondering if more people would step up. Um, Brian Flores, in my opinion, I thought he was done in the NFL. I was like, this guy's done when he got when he got hired back on his into Pittsburgh as a he is definitely overqualified to, to be that the linebackers coach, I think it is, or a defensive assistant. What and you heard the the thing, right? Is where he said where he's come out now and said they told me to to lose games on purpose. So here's oh, Miami yeah, yeah, with yeah, a yeah. team yeah. that you that you thought was pretty good and you wondered why they weren't gelling and everything. Well now it comes to find out maybe they were able well, to, to to capability but they were he was playing players and losing games you know how they were taking two out in the middle of the game it didn't make sense uh well now it does if if they're trying to lose the game uh well, they're, that's they're, that's boy yeah. if they find that yeah. out uh miami's gonna that sell owner's gonna the owner yeah. That team. yeah yeah that's one thing to talk about and um yeah if that if he can prove that you know yeah, if he can prove that, yeah, I, I, you know, I hear the stories about him, them trying to make him talk to Tom Brady on a boat when it would be tampering, and he refused to do so. And it, it kind of seems like if the stuff he's talking about is true, that he's getting punished for doing his job. 
and um, that is horrible. But I thought Brian Flores did a great job when they fired him. I was yep. this is the this is the dumbest. And, and when he was fired, he made the playoffs both years, and then gets yeah. fired. And, and I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, and then, then all this comes out Houston in the picks long run. Uh, Love. What's his name? Uh, who who's Houston hire as the head coach? Oh, Lovey Love Smith. Smith. I'm like, yeah. no one in the right minds picking Lovey Smith over Brian Flores. No. Um, no. I, I honestly think the only reason he has a job is Mike Tomlin. And that's it. So with Brian Flores, uh, this is this could be a big can of worms that the NFL might want to just pay to go away because uh, it does not look good for them. Um, no, absolutely. And, and, and Jeff is a, is a, is a Bronco fan and he's Brian Flores said that John Elway showed up late. John, they, they showed up drunk to this meeting. It wasn't a real meeting, but Jeff says there's proof that says that John Elway was there early and that actually every, every word of their meeting was recorded. So he doesn't know what Brian Flores talked about in Denver. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. Elway's been very unsuccessful with quarterbacks, uh, and he he was a good one, and he's been o for the the deal. So it, them to get one in Russell Wilson, um, finally maybe they can can get it right because oh, they're going to uh, be good. They're going to be good. Haven't, haven't so far. All right. Well, headline number three of the week is still in the NFL. Frank Gore, longtime NFL running back with five different teams, ranging from. 2005 to 2020 is coming to an end. He's announced he will sign a one-day contract with the 49ers to retire with the team that drafted him. Um, Frank Gore, is, in one word, is consistent. <laughs> this <laughs> it, it's, it doesn't happen anymore. No, you don't see that. Um, that doesn't happen. This guy, this guy, I believe, had not tore his ACL a couple times, uh, blew up his knee or whatever, and still continue to have such a long career and be good, be consistently good. Um, will we see him? <laughs> will we see him in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. he's not, it's a Travis. I mean, he's he's the third leading rusher in all of NFL. He's a hundred percent a Hall of Famer, uh, and and uh, I mean Zeke, Saquon, these guys these days aren't even going to come anywhere near this, and and I mean when he was drafted, he was in a backfield with Willis McGahee and another running back, and they had never even heard of Frank Gore. All those guys are long gone and and retired and never even heard of, and Frank Gore is the number three leading rusher in all of football. And, and, I mean, for teams that had – he didn't play for anybody significant. He didn't make a bunch of playoffs. He didn't – he just played games. And uh, it's something you're just not going to see very often. And I just don't think you see it again. You won't. And, and, and it's because errors have changed. We don't – you know, we this is a passing league now. So that hurts the running back position, uh, except in Tennessee where they run the freaking wheels off of Derrick Henry. Um but even him, they're not gonna. He's not gonna last as long as as they're running no. these guys into the ground. No, he won't. I'm surprised, honestly, last year that they kept winning without him. I said, well, they got to rely on Tannehill, and uh, it worked all the way to oh, the yeah, playoffs. 100. Yeah, it, it worked all the way to the playoffs, and then Tannehill choked it up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Three picks and, you know, first pass of the game was a pick and the end one was a pick. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick here says uh, Green Bay. This is totally out of the blue. Green Bay should take McCarthy back. Um, that's false. We should not. And uh, Emmett Smith will have that record for a long time. Look, if Barry Sanders didn't play for the Lions, he would hold that record and it wouldn't even be close. Well, right. if he if he just didn't if he just played a few more years, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even matter quit, if he played. Right. I mean, look what he had behind that offensive line. If you put him the behind the line of the Cowboys or anybody else, <laughs> he runs circles uh, around. Oh yeah, literal circles. Yeah, absolutely. Guy was well, amazing. Amazing, my favorite running back of all time. Um. All right, well, headline number four, and we don't talk golf on here unless it's freaking Tiger Woods because uh, that's that's all you really need to talk about. <laughs> Tiger Woods is back. Uh, he played this weekend. Great to see him back. And I just looked up, and he's not doing too good. He's tied 19th. He has got a plus two. Um, plus one for the tournament. Uh, but, but I mean, if, if the leader's minus eight, but second place is, is minus three, so he's only – four shots off a of second place. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and he was, he started off with four bogeys in the first five holes oh, and, wow. and fired yeah. back to came back on the back nine and brought it back <sighs> to, to birdie three of the, the back nine to, to bring it down to just one. You know, it's interesting so, with, Ti- it's with Tiger and, a, and a, some other different people in sports or, or who are famous. Guys are cheering this guy on, right? They they love some Tiger Woods, and I get it. He's the best, and he's the best golfer I've ever seen play. Um, but why why are people rooting for him to come back? You know, it's because you know you look at him. He cheated on his wife with over hundred women. That whole debacle. He then he wrecks his car. This is his. You know, he's coming back after this. He wrecked his car because he. I think they were hiding something in there that about him. Maybe on on smoking something and wrecked his car off a cliff. Um, yeah, he either he was either on his phone or or had some something in his system. You don't just drive. I mean, it was the dangerous this highway part of the highway has had multiple yeah. wrecks, but you just drove off an embankment and went down the hill. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's everything that he's been through in his life is self inflicted. Yeah, but. And people are like, oh, come on, Tiger. I'm like, they're coming back from cancer. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 whatever. Well, I I told that to Eric today in the truck. I said, I said the same thing. And I go, like, people love um, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson went to prison for rape. And now he's like, oh, we love some Mike Tyson. He's hilarious. What What in the world? (laughs) That's guy bites a box off. No big deal. Put him back. Goes to prison. Now he's fantastic. I'm like, this is a little weird. But no, I mean, it is good to see him come back. Obviously, I don't want any physical harm for Tiger Woods. I never thought he would golf again after this. He's got rods in his legs. Simply, he knows Augusta like the back of his hand. Yeah. And so he he is able to he's able to go out there. He knew he won't play the US Open. He won't play uh, the, the sawgrass, he won't play any of these. Uh, he's not going to go play 50 events a year. He's going to play the courses that he knows the ones that he built Augusta, the, the Augusta, when he won a couple years ago, this course was built for him. It, you, the, it hurts the, the guys that drive the ball 500 yards these days, they don't do well at Augusta, you know, 
going long off the tee hurts you at Augusta. So that's where he can come up and he can lay up and pin up and, and he knows where to hit it on the green. And I think, I mean, I don't think he wins it, but I think he's already won by making the cut. He was plus 120 to make the cut. Yeah. Um, nobody even thought he'd make the weekend, and he has. And I think he's going to make some noise. And I think if you give him a chance, if if Scott Scheffler stumbles a little bit going down the stretch, I mean, he tied for the the. He, nobody's had a lead like this through 36 holes ever. So eight under. I mean, it's just unheard of. So if he stumbles a little bit over the weekend. Uh, if he catches a, a bad weather pattern, you know, if it rains when when his tee time comes out or doesn't rain and whatever or gets some wind, I wouldn't if, – if he's in a hunt on Sunday in Augusta, boy, you don't want to <laughs> – Oh, yeah. You, all you know, all that, the TVs will be, be on him. You don't want to play a golf course on Sunday, I'm going to tell you that, <laughs> because people start to get nervous. Here's a guy who won a major with a broken leg. Uh, he, he will if you give him a chance. Right. And um, yeah, I, we don't usually talk golf. So, but when Tiger is involved, he's uh, he's the Michael Jordan of golf, and uh, you got to talk about him. All right. Well, number five headline of the week. We ba- bounce back into baseball here, and uh, we talked about this a little bit in the, in the spotlight of the week about the the beef between Freddie Freeman and the the, Do- the Braves. Acuna uh, from the Dodgers says Freeman won't be missed. So there was clashes between Freddie and the Dodgers. Everything with this, the, the the Braves seem really salty. I mean, they they seem really hurt or butt hurt about this, in my opinion. Freddie gave them opportunities. They gave him two different contracts. Said, "Hey, this is what I'll play for." That they didn't want to. They didn't want to sign that. So, I think it's on them that he's gone. Freddie leaves. Um, maybe there was some beef behind the scenes with, with Acuna, Acuna and, and Fr- Freddie. I'm not sure. But everything's coming from the Atlanta. It seems like they're salty. You got Chipper Jones out there telling him he should have took money, took less money to play for Atlanta. I'm like, who, I'm like, who are you to get in this guy's pocketbook? Um, I don't know. How, how do you feel about that situation? I just think the Braves come off very, very salty. First of all, I was shocked. I mean, this was a done deal when they won the World Series. Freeman was going to be back, and and they were going to run yeah. it back. And and there was just not when when they when I started reading that he was talking to the Dodgers and talking to the Yankees and everything like that. I'm going, what is this? He, he's a he's a brave. He is this. The thing with Acuna, uh, I like Ronald Acuna. He's mm-hmm. going to be a really good ball player, but uh, Ronald Acuna needs to just mind his own business because if Ronald Acuna remembers uh, he got benched by Snedeker because he didn't run out ground balls and he, he flagged fly balls down in the outfield. So yeah, if I'm Freddie Freeman, I'm going to the captain of the team. I'm the leader of the team. I'm going to tell you that you need to stop hot dogging it. You need to stop going out there and doing things and you need to get your your mind right. Cause this is where we want to be. And last year they won a world series. And unfortunately Acuna blew his ACL out. So he wasn't part of that. But the bottom line is, is Freeman was doing what he was supposed to do as a leader. Now the eye black thing and holding him down and taking the eye black off his eyes and telling him he can't wear it and all that. I don't know if any of that's true, but if that's the case, then that's a whole nother can of worms that we don't want to get into. But 
the 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 original deal is yeah i mean acuna has been benched physically taken out of baseball games because he didn't try and right. if you don't want to try well then you're not gonna be on my team and so the money for the braves chipper jones piping in and all this stuff it's shocking to me because yeah. if i win a world series and freddie freeman is the the you know the base faith. of that yeah i'm paying him whatever he wants and and he was oh, an all-star yeah. The leader of that team, and I think they're going to miss him dearly. And I think it hurts my heart that he went to L.A. because that makes that team that much better uh, because Freddie Freeman is light years better than what they had over at first base. <laughs> not, not even close. And I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. I, you know, when I when I heard that they off, they get, he said, hey, guys, I'll come back and play for this. Okay, you didn't like that. I'll come back and play for this. Okay, well then I'm just not coming back. And you got this and that. I'm going. My gosh, the Braves seem salty. This was the face of your World yeah. Series team, the leader. And uh, yeah. so y'all treating them like that on the way out the door is, whoo, insane. Shocking. Yeah, it's almost. Did you see what? The, did you, <laughs> I got to ask you this. I talked about it. Uh, I think last week. Did you see what? Atlanta did to Matt Ryan. No. Okay. Well, they obviously well, I mean, they, they I, trade him to Indy. You know they trade him to Indy. They had <laughs> they had a longer goodbye tribute for Drew Brees than there's than Matt Ryan. How how do you get that thing? How do you get it that wrong? <laughs> you're you're. And- Competitive rival quarterback, you give this big long a minute over a minute and like twenty second video goodbye, and your own quarterback, you're just like, yeah, it was like forty seconds. See you, see you, Matt. Thanks for coming. <laughs> how, how do people get things so wrong? I don't understand it, man. I, I was shocked when they traded him. I mean, and they traded him for next to nothing. I mean, they didn't get much oh, yeah. for him. So. I, you know, I was I shocked know. that 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 they didn't go after Baker Mayfield. What, you get him, you get re, re, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Come on! Well, I don't think Mayfield's available because Cleveland's holding on to him. Because keep in mind, there's going to be a suspension uh, still, so they've got a quarterback, but he's going to miss probably six or seven games. Uh, that's just not going to go away. So you're going to hold on to Baker Mayfield. If I'm Mayfield, I'm telling them, nah, that ain't how that works, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going I'm if I'm not good enough to play, I'm not good enough to play. But you want me to hang around and and while Deshaun gets suspended, and then I can go somewhere. That to me is wrong. Uh, yeah. They're doing Baker wrong. Uh, think, you know, hey, we're gonna go get Deshaun, but we're gonna he, need you to hold the fort now while yeah. he's suspended. He, he's the best quarterback they've had in Cleveland since. When forever, decades. I haven't. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they used to be in the jersey of all the draft picks that that, that get seventeen names on it, and none of them still there. They never even got a second contract, and yeah. and Baker might not either now. What's well, crazy? Because I, I I thought it was an interesting question. Because I honestly I like Baker. I like I like his gut, and he he plays gives it all out in the field. But my I just don't think he's good enough to be the, that guy to lead this team to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, do, do the Browns literally get rid of the best quarterback they've ever had? Um, and the answer is yes, because eventually they're going to be trading him out the door. Um, we got a, another question here from um, Patrick, and it's a really good one. 
is Ryan, Matt Ryan going to be good in his new team? Um, I honestly think, I honestly think the Colts will be better. Carson Wentz wasn't good. Matt Ryan can put up good numbers. Is he going to be good enough to, to, to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I do think this makes him better. Matt Ryan, um, I'm not sure of his numbers last season. They were pretty bad last year, but I think he still put up decent numbers. And he's the last couple of years. He'll have, yeah, he'll uh, have, he'll have protection. In Indianapolis, is protection. He will have time to throw the football. And and Matt Ryan has always been, if you give him time, he will yeah. pick you apart. And in the Super Bowl, that showed. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the second that he didn't have time, uh, we all saw what happened. So uh, I think. If you get him some weapons, he's going to need another wide receiver. Um, T.Y. Hilton is up and down, uh, and they really just don't have anybody else. So I think they're going to need to draft a wide receiver or trade for maybe Debo or or one of these guys that are still available. Um, But, I, I, I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll really make a lot of noise. Yeah, and he's got a good running rushing attack there, and a good offensive line. Yeah. And they they got a good defense. This this team is yeah. is is missing the number one thing they need. They're in a division that's tough. Yeah, they're in a tough division. Um, I, I like I said, I think he's an upgrade over Wentz any day. I think Wentz is kind of done. This is this speaking of Wentz, it's his last chance in in Washington. There, I was happy to see him come back to the East. That's a couple free. <laughs> Yeah, My no Cowboys. Cowboy fans. Yeah, no Cowboy fan is dreading that at all. But uh, I, I do think Matt Ryan will help this team win. I just don't think he's a their Super Bowl contender with him. And I feel bad for them. This team, the Colts, the Colts fans. I because they finally got a team together, and their their all star quarterback Luck just walks away from them <laughs> in the middle of the preseason game. Goes um, deuces, I'm out. And they're booing him. That wasn't supposed to hit yet. And I just thought that was like holy crap. So. I feel bad for the yeah, Colts way fans. To, yeah, way to go, PR. Good job, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you there, Patrick, uh, giving us these questions and 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 tuning into the show there. Um, number six. We only usually give you five, but we got six because I had to bring this up too. Um, number six is uh, NBA Commissioner Silver ex- is examining the dangerous trend that the star players are sitting out of games. Um, it's called. Um, what is it? Time management. And the star players like LeBron and Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is really bad at it, are sitting out. And Kawhi is the one that started it. Yeah. He basically. started it in San Antonio. Basically. It's a bad look for the NBA. Let's just back back. When, when you look at all these sports, okay, we all know NFL dominates. Okay. That's just is. They dominate every sport and ratings. It's not even close. There's nothing going to compete with them. Baseball and NBA are, are searching for viewers. NBA got hurt. And honestly, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I honestly think it's because they're the most woke sport around. Um, and I think that hurt them a lot. But this isn't a good look either. Right, you you have your star players. You got fans that pay a lot of money that come and see these guys. You talk about Michael Jordan back in the day, saying, "I got to go play for the guy that who 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 bought tickets for the seats." There's not that anymore. These star players sitting out, and you're not getting to see um, your, your favorite guys and 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 
to play these games. And, and that's why I honestly think we've missed the best era of basketball growing up was the MJ era and those teams and the magic and the, the Lakers back in the day. Um, the NBA's gotten a little softer, but I, what are they going to do? I, I don't know what the answer to, to this is. I, I, I saw, um, who was it? I sent it to you the other day, Craig, but I can't think of his name. Colin Cowherd. Yeah. He, he was going over ways to fix the NBA ratings, and I thought they were all fantastic. And one of those things was you have to play a minimal number of games to to get awards at the end of the year. MVP, you know, all those things. I, I think that should be implemented. That's That would be fantastic. It force guys to get out there and play. Um, really? I think you need to get rid of – there's there's a way to, to extend it out that you're not running into another season and, and you're not going to compete against the NFL or not compete against baseball or whatever. There's a way to, to – you got to get rid of the back-to-backs because that's where yeah. these guys are finding the loopholes and, and sitting out is the back-to-backs, is they don't want to play back-to-back games. Well, I mean, Major League Baseball – we're playing 162, play a bunch of back-to-backs. Sometimes play twice, twice in one day. And you ain't seeing uh, Mike Trout sit down. You ain't seeing Shohei Otani sit down and take days off. They might take a day if if there's a day game after a night game type deal. Uh, you might see your veteran get a, a, a day there. But uh, these guys are on average. Uh, a lot of these guys are playing 120, 130 games of the 162, uh, you know, Old Bron Bron over there played what? You know, 52, 55? You know, I mean, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but it ain't nowhere near 82. I promise right. you that. Right. You know? And and how many of them, I mean, these guys are finding ways of, well, uh, you know, I, my toe hurts. My, you know, because the NBA tried to crack down on it and tried to say, you know, you got to justify being hurt. And, and the players just found a way. Uh, and and it's just uh it's sad because uh you know that's why I don't go to the NBA because you know to go spend what they want for tickets 70 80 100 bucks a night and then another 40 to park and and curry and and yeah. Draymond and all the guys are sitting on the bench you know Lucas sitting out uh Porzingis is sitting out I mean Porzingis played that's why they tried to trade him I mean he played an eighth of the games that he was here I mean it's just insane yeah. you know load Wait. management Load management. management. Yeah. Yeah. You get paid millions, billion, you know, millions and millions. It doesn't affect their paycheck. If they miss, if they're not going to get paid, I guess I I bet they don't load management then. Right. Right. And then that was one of Colin Coward's. It was lower the number of games to 68. I think it was get rid of back to backs. Add another month of the season, play your 82, but but just make it to where you don't have back-to-backs or only have one. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, baseball took a hit on ratings. Um, honestly, think analytics is the reason why baseball's taking such a hit on, on, on ratings. And a lot of people don't. Say it again, sorry. A lot of people don't understand the analytics. They don't, the they analytics, don't get into yeah. that. Um. Um, basketball for me, I, I, I hate. I honestly think it's Steph Curry. I hate Steph Curry for it. Everyone's shooting threes. It's a three-point contest. There's no down. There's no big down low game. You got you got Giannis out here taking three-point shots. I'm like, what, what's going on out here? Um, but uh, there's a lot of different reasons. I just, it's just not a good look when you're looking for ratings. It's a terrible look when you got your star players sitting out 
and it's for nothing. Defense is gone, though. I mean, there's just no – I mean, you look at these NBA scores, uh, 128, 124, yeah. you know. I mean, it's a shootout. It, there is no games like back when Jordan and, and Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars and, and all those guys played. You know, it was 89, 85. I mean, it, it was – there. if you scored 100, then you did something right. And and uh, they're just now – they're just it's, – it's who's got the ball last. I mean, it's just – Guys, guys pulling up at the at the logo, and and you know Lillard and them, you know, pulling up just two steps inside a half court. I mean, it's just it's crazy. There's no rebounding. There's no defense. There's no uh, passing. There's no, you know, screens. There's nothing. Uh, it just it thing. Yes, Patrick. Larry Bird shot threes. And he is really fun to watch, but Larry Bird also wasn't a center either, you know. So, um, but I, I I just miss that era of basketball. Um, I think that that does that was the greatest of all time. We won't see that ever again. Say it again, Craig. I said the center is going to win the MVP two years in a row. Jokic <laughs> is going to win the yeah back to back. He he's, he's the last a, one left. He's a beast. Giannis is there, yeah. but Giannis is trying to shoot more threes, and he's yeah. a beast, though. A beast. I mean, all right, Craig. Well, that is it for the episode today. We got we already finished headlines. We got the spotlight of the week. We're look, really look, both looking forward to baseball season. Probably more you than me. Um, I got to give it to you, Craig. Craig watches all 162 games. <laughs> Uh, of his giants uh, i don't know who anybody else who watches all 162 games that that is i get two hours <laughs> i thought we're gonna be there that's kind of west coast of texas is <laughs> oh yeah laker fan I, I can barely catch games this year so um yeah. i feel your pain at nine. <laughs> we're all right Craig puts in that dedication as a fan I, I i like that about him um that deserves an award 162 games and he's there for all of them um, trying to uh, tomorrow how to watch the game. I'm gonna have to charge my phone while I'm at the band competition, you know, <laughs> and, and have it on the have it on the phone and Bluetooth it, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, sir, um, do you have anything for the what's in your locker segment? Would you like to share anything this week? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we uh, I'm outside of work and sports. Uh, I bowl about three times a week and we got travel league coming up Sunday and it's actually in the, uh, the house I bowl in. So that'll be, uh, home field advantage. Can't, uh, yeah, it, it'll help. Uh, it won't hurt. Uh, and so, uh, six games over there to, to try to lock that down. It'll go in about another month and, uh, we're ready. So, uh, Looking forward to that and looking forward to baseball getting started and, and watching some baseball games and uh, hoping this season goes the way uh, the way last year did, except for uh, the first-round elimination <laughs> by the arch-rival Dodgers. So uh, what else you got uh, coming this week? Well, as of late, I've been, uh, I've been eating healthier and working out at home. I ended up getting um, a bike at home and a row machine – and that roll machine kicks my butt, and I've been working out. I've tried to do it every day. Uh, I've been slacking the last couple of days, but it is what it is. I've been eating healthier. Ask ask Eric and over there snacking on carrots like a freaking bunny rabbit. Um, 
other than that, not much. We we had a cookout at work today, and I got to hang out and play cornhole, and that was great. And eat good food. Me and the wife are watching a new show. Um, it's called Moon Knight, and it's on Netflix. Or no, it's on Disney. My bad. And it's actually really good. Yeah. There's there's only like two episodes out. We I didn't know about it, and it's actually really good. It's a new Marvel character. Um, I don't even know who he is. I'm like, why why do they keep coming up with these guys? But it is actually pretty funny. Um, so if you want to guys check, guys want to check that out. But uh, we got some changes, guys, coming to the show. We're super excited about it. One of them is Craig, obviously, jumping on to with us tonight. Like I said, he will be on our show on Tuesdays on a regular basis. Me and him will lock down the Tuesday episode. Jeff will usually be on Friday. And then if Jeff can't make it, I will add in Craig and, and do a show together. Um, we got some different changes coming up. I, I can't tell them to you yet. But we're excited about it and, and the direction we're headed. We're just trying to grow the show. We appreciate you guys that have taken time out of your night to watch us live. We, we stream live to uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and then we're on all pod, podcast platforms as well. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, share it with your friends. Um, if you have any questions for us, you can actually jump on live. As we saw here, we added up the chat here. And talk to talk to us during the show, or you can email us at outspoken uh, sportscast at gmail.com if you got any questions, anything that you want to talk about, uh, sports related or non. We're well, here for you. That come on our come on our Facebook. Craig is Craig is nicknamed Mister ESPN because uh, he will he will text me stories that break, and I'm like I'll, I'll look on ESPN. It's not even there yet. I don't know how he does it. Um, this is one of the reasons I added him on the show. He's a content creator. So keep doing that up, uh, Craig. It's a fantastic job for you, buddy. And um, that's it. Your first episode. This is episode 109. Take me out to the ball game. But uh, glad to have you on, man. Hey, and uh, looking forward to Tuesdays. And uh, we're going to have a good time. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this episode. Uh, have a good night. Have a good weekend. And God bless.